Imagine if every experienced person took the time to develop those around them and truly pass on their knowledge, how much better each work center would be. Three pillars I strive to build my leadership philosophy on are vision, being relatable, and development, not just in yourself but in those around you. My goal is to help those within my influence to maximize their overall potential. However, I cannot do it alone. As a result, I seek out mentorship and do what I can to pass it on. Mentorship is more than providing that cheerleading Monday morning rah-rah-rah speech. Mentorship is about sharing lessons learned from past experiences to develop the next crop of leaders. The point of this podcast is to focus on passing knowledge and make those around us better. Vision. Relate. Develop. My name is Mark Foster, and I host a podcast focusing on mentorship, inspiration, and leadership. This is the beginning of something great. In order to best move forward, I need people to help me out. Here's how you can help. Like and share my Facebook page, Passing the Torch with Martin Foster. Also, please subscribe to my podcast on iTunes and leave a positive review. The link for the podcast on iTunes will be in the show notes. Doing both of these things will help support this movement. Keep your dreams alive. Understand to achieve anything requires faith and belief in yourself, vision, hard work, determination, and dedication. Remember, all things are possible for those who believe. Quote by Gail Devers. My guest for this episode of Passing the Torch podcast represents the highest enlisted level of leadership. He provides direction for the enlisted force and represents their interest as appropriate to the American public and to those in all levels of government. Without further ado, to 18th and current Chief Mass Sergeant of the Air Force, Chief Mass Sergeant Khalif Wright. Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, how are you? Thanks again for, for the invite and opportunity to share some leadership lessons with your audience. Thank you for joining the show. I told some friends about two months ago, so I had this as a goal of mine when I started this podcast, and I said, I'm going to get Chief Wright on my show. And I got some side-eye looks, and people said, uh, okay, sure, Foster, if you say so, but but here we are. So, again, I'm truly humbled, and I'm, just, I'm extremely grateful. So I was going to say, you should remind them that Gil uh, Beaver said that all things are possible to those who believe. <laughs> yes, I saw that quote, and I was like, perfect. Have you ever actually thought about doing a podcast, like your own personal podcast? Chief, I want to dive into some, uh, some topics. You are absolutely revered. People love you. And I think a lot of people in the middle, uh, just in the Air Force have been rejuvenated. You will be remembered for many great things, including being called Enlisted Jesus. However, how detrimental will being a Dallas Cowboys fan be to your overall legacy? Chief, what are your thoughts on the Enlisted Jesus moniker? for the work that we do for all of our enlisted airmen. So 
I try not to get too uptight about it. And, and I, I do worry a little bit about, you know, it being offensive to, to some folks. But like I said before, you know, I just appreciate all the love and support that we get from our, all of our enlisted airmen. And then, frankly, I think with some pretty talented folks that create some of the memes and, and uh, some of the unique things that, that we get to see. One of the things that I appreciate about you, what I think many people appreciate about you, is that you are really engaged on social media with Facebook and Instagram using both as a tool for transparency. Was that something you initially intended and planned on when assuming your current position as a chief master in the Air Force? Yeah, it was kind of in, uh, in the back of my mind. And then I have a, a fantastic uh, public affairs advisor, Chief uh, Grabham, who's a teammate and a peer of mine. And uh, so we spent a lot of time together strategizing and, and thinking through when we first became teammates about how best to leverage social media. You know, I, I always, what I always, but for about, uh, I would say, Eight or years or so now, I've had a personal Facebook page. I like to kind of share my life and some of the fun things that I enjoy doing. So it, it was a pretty easy transition as to develop a professional page and a, a professional presence uh, on Facebook. It, it, it helps us, frankly, man. It helps us uh, be transparent, which is something that we really value. It helps us connect with airmen all over the world. I really wish I could visit every base and talk to every single airman. I think it's great. And I love just every base you go to, you seem to take selfies with people or just take pictures with people. And I think that's, people love that. It just, it shows how connected you are, but it kind of leads me to my next question. How can leaders build an effective relationship with someone who really wants to be isolated? Because with today, especially a lot of younger people, they're content with just being by themselves and just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. So, so first, man, I, you know, I think I, I push back a little bit on the idea that this entire generation of, of younger folks is, response and it kind of it makes me think about so i've been in for 15 years and just in my time time in society overall is just it's just constantly changing and one thing i've noticed is as is that as people progress in rank it is very easy to get out of touch with reality what are some things that you do and you suggest to people in leadership positions to stay involved and just keep up with the actual ground truth yeah so first and foremost uh if i could show you a picture of my office man i have a lot of, just like most senior leaders, right? I got a bunch of stuff on the wall that I 
gathered over the years, but there's one particular very small plaque over in the corner. It has a two stripe at the top and a, a one stripe at the bottom, and it says, never forget where you came from. So that would be my first piece of advice is, you know, never forget the days of what it felt like to be an airman. Never forget what that pink scale looked like when uh, you're an airman. Never <laughs> yeah. forget how hard it was to get ideas through the system when, when you were an airman. But that, that's kind of the foundation, I would say. But in order to stay connected, you know, leadership by walking around, man, you got to get out and spend time with airmen, and you got to talk to them, and you got to you have to be sincere about trying to get to know them and what's going on in their lives and how their kids are doing and, you know, all, all those things that make people feel like that they are part of the organization, that you actually care about them. And, and I know, you know, so some leaders will push back and say, hey, that's soft stuff and all bushy, but, but I think the stuff, you know, the soft skills, in my opinion, are really the hard skills. And if you want to stay connected and, and know the ground truth, you got to establish some trust. One of the best ways to establish trust is to get to know your folks and, you talked about, you brought up a couple of good points about not forgetting where you came from and making sure that your people understand that, that you truly care about them. Uh, how do you convey and instill that effective leadership is more about positive attitude and influence rather than rank when you're, as far as in regards to when you're talking to younger airmen? Yeah, so I, I typically, uh, I don't know if, uh, if you ask anybody that's, that's seen me around when I talk to younger airmen, I, I address them as sir or ma'am. I try to show them the same respect that I show a chief or a colonel or So that actually, that's a great segue to, it kind of uh, drives up another question. I've always felt like a leader's job is to unleash the, uh, unleash the unlimited store of potential in people. So you talked about normal conversations with airmen. What conversations can leaders have uh, to actually effectively engage those people? Yeah, so if you're talking about engaging them and unleashing the, the potential in them, I'll tell you one of the best conversations you can have with a young person, as opposed to telling them, go to school, do this, go to the Once they figure 
then they should ask them to email me or call me or you know let me know what 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 they what they decided upon and then I go into the phase of okay now I can tell you what steps you need to take but I think one of the most important conversations you can have with a a young person in terms of unlocking potential is helping them discover their dreams. Uh, Switching gears to negative trends what are some of the biggest mistakes leaders make when trying to build uh, effective relationships? Wow so uh, you know I'm a pretty positive person so I don't transparency, which is, uh, I think, one of the first questions that I asked. When people disagree with their supervisor, their commander, whoever, when people don't understand the actual intent or the message doesn't seem as clear, what are some successful ways to get the why from the leadership and in order to get the leadership to actually share the true intent? transition to more specifically just about you you've been in for a long time was there a specific moment or certain person in your early life that really just ignited your charge
So on my way, from Texasville to my first city station, I called my base and said, hey, I, I need a little bit more time to hang out so I won't be there. And, and they probably gave the phone to Joe Wayne Bush, and, and uh, he gave me a piece of his mind and made me report promptly the next day. And that same day, he picked me up, and, and he started mentoring me as a, as a young man. And, and he still does to this day. He's a retired uh, Matt Sergeant First Sergeant now. And he's, he became like a father to me during my career. But uh, he's, he was the one that turned my life around and helped me understand how to be a professional, helped me understand how to be a man. One of the most profound things that he did, among all the profound things, what he did was uh, he made me join the base honor guard when I really wasn't interested in that type of stuff. And that in itself began my 180 from being a, a bad, irresponsible airman to trying to be somebody. As a chief master in the Air Force, what new belief, behavior, or habit has uh, most improved your life? So I would say the, the, this is a belief, uh, behavior, habit, kind of all in one is that I love to read, I love to grow, I love to learn. So I'm an avid learner. I read a, probably a book, uh, sometimes two a week. I listen to various podcasts, so you know, I'll, I'll be listening to your podcast from now on. Awesome. So, so I just love to learn, and that's something that's been with me since I was a, a young a young man, and that's still to this day. So I just devour, you know, books on a regular basis, and, and I'm always trying to get better. So I'm always trying to figure out, you know, I may be in a pinnacle position, but I'm but I'm still I still have a lot to learn. I still have a lot to learn about the art of leadership and how to make the lives of all of our airmen better. So so that's the habit that I got most that I think it has been most important and essential in my, my own development is I just love to learn. So I want to focus on, because you brought up some great points about education. I've always felt that education is more than just possessing a college degree. Education can also be gained through life experience and, and actual reading. So what two to three books have you learned the most from and do you recommend to people? The three books that I recommend are The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. So a fantastic story about what we talked a little bit about earlier, discovering your purpose, discovering your dream. And, uh, you know, in this book, he, the, the author, you know, his, his philosophy is that once you discover, he calls it your personal legend, but loosely related to means your purpose. Uh, once you discover your purpose, the entire universe conspires to help you achieve it. And I, I really do believe that. So I love this. It's, it's a theme all about a young man who goes on this journey and about a lot of great leadership and life lessons in it. I also like the book I recommend is The Old Man in the Sea. And a simple story by Ernest Hemingway about a, an older gentleman who's out fishing, and he, he, he hooks a, a humongous, uh, I think it's a swordfish, I believe it is, and it, he struggles with this fish for over the course of about a day and a half. But it's symbolic of how we all struggle, and, and it's a wonderful, another kind of fable about the importance of being resilient. Yeah. intent of this podcast is I want people to learn from this podcast. And you talked about growing and learning. How important is it for people to put themselves out there and try new things, even though it may be scary sometimes, in order to grow? Yeah, so I think it depends on, so this goes back to discussion about your goals and your dreams. So it really depends on, you know, what you're trying to get after. So I'm not necessarily a fan of just, you know, random, hey, let's just 
try it just because I think if it relates to something that, that's uh, an area that you want to improve upon or something that relates to, to your personal goals or, or your personal or professional goals and dreams, then yeah, you should be willing to, to try and do it different things. But, but I also believe in, in deliberate development. And so there's a lot of things that I probably could and should try, but, but I try to keep my when it comes to, you know, put myself out there and try and do things in the area of the things that are important to me when it comes to development and, and helping him and, and things of that nature. So, so it just depends. I, you know, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say, hey, just put yourself out there and, and, and try it and everything. I think if you relate it and have some alignment with what it is that you're trying to get after in life, then that makes it a little bit easier. Do you kind of have like a personal philosophy on how important are failures in personal development and also how it can be used to develop others? Man, I think failure is extremely important to success. One of the things that a philosophy that I have is, you know, we have to allow people to fail forward, you know, to try new things, to take risks. I think there are very, very important lessons to be learned when you fail at something, when you don't achieve a goal that you may have set out. It helps you. It helps strengthen that that perseverance and that resilience muscle. And uh, so I, I think it's extremely important to, for people, especially at a young age, right, at any age, but certainly at a, at a young age, yeah. allow people the ability to, to try new things and fail at it and learn from it and then pick themselves up and, you know, keep your head up high and, and keep going. You know, I talk about when it comes to resilience and perseverance, I have a favorite poem called See It Through by Edgar Allen Guest. And, uh, you know, it's just a story about the importance of, you know, things, things, things may not go your way, but you always should keep your head high, your shoulders back and, and, uh, and see it through. So it's a, it's a wonderful point. How has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? And do you have a favorite failure of yours from your past? Yeah, so I have a lot of things, man, and we probably don't have time to talk about uh, all of them. But <laughs> I tell you, my favorite one is when I was a senior master sergeant, I had a run-in with a, with a chief, and I frankly, I failed her as a leader, and I failed my airmen just because, you know, I kind of lost sight of what was important, and I got a bad EPR out of the deal, a PCS with no decoration out of the deal, and, and so at the time, I thought my career uh, was over, but really, and, and in my mind, I had failed because, you know, I, I wasn't in a position anymore to make chief, which had been one of my goals from the time I was about a senior airman. But really what it did, it put me in a position where I had to grow. I had to look myself in the mirror and realize that I wasn't the man or the professional that I thought I was. Yeah. And uh, give me three years to become a better version of me, to understand the importance of relationships. It gave me some time to focus a lot more on taking care of my airmen. And uh, so it was probably one of the, that failure was one of the best things that ever happened, happened to me during the point of my career. Thank you for sharing that personal experience. That was, uh, that's good. That was deep. I like that. I think uh, a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that. I want to ask you something about, because I, you know, I just talked to you for the first time uh, today during this podcast, but I've been a follower of yours on social media through Facebook and Instagram. The messages that you post are just are truly, you really do motivate people. How do you hope to inspire people and why do you believe so much in others? My general disposition is, you know, I see the good in people. My initial, you know, when I meet someone for the first time, my initial thought is, hey, this, this is a good person. And, and then, then they kind of 
have to prove themselves otherwise. And I know some people are a little bit different. They're very skeptical of people until they prove that you know, they're a good person. But, but I just generally believe in, you know, uh, that people, most people on this earth, they mean well and they want to do good things for others. And I like investing in people. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do is to, is to see people achieve their goals, is to see people accomplish the things that they set out to do to, to help people. And it, and it ranges. Sometimes I've seen people that went from the worst camera or the worst person that I had ever seen to the best. But mostly it's, you know, I see people move the needle just a little bit, right? And if I can have some influence in them becoming a better person, a better airman, a better wife or husband or mother or father, uh, it's something I just get really excited about. I mean, I, you know, bottom line, I just, I, I believe in people and, and I believe in helping people. So it's, it's, it's a fun thing for me. One last question, Chief. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to the masses, what would it say? Maybe even a quote that you live by. Yeah, so if you know me, man, I'm, I'm pretty much fascinated with leadership and the concept of leadership. So I'm always trying to figure out how to be a better leader myself. I'm always trying to help you know folks around me become better, better leaders. And so if I could have a billboard, it would, it would say, it would simply say attitude reflects leadership. Now, this is, you know, something that I, I didn't come up with, but when I was a, a PME instructor, I used to watch. My favorite movie was Remember the Titans. And oh, yeah. And that, where this, this topic comes up, and so I've used it uh, kind of as a moniker ever since, but I, I want people to know the importance of, as a leader, man, you set the tone. As you, Your people will go as you go, so if you're up, and positive and energetic your people it will reflect in your people if you're a Debbie Downer if you're negative if you're always complaining then that will also reflect in your people and I actually I believe it so much because I get to see it all around this Air Force when I visit organizations and typically the first encounter is with the the commander and the chief and when they're positive and energetic and upbeat and you know have a can-do attitude when I go out and meet the airmen it's just crazy how much they mirror the leadership and on the other hand when the leadership is is the other way when they're negative when they have low energy when they you know have a negative outlook on life the airmen are, are the same way so so i just really believe that attitude reflects leadership and i think it's you know certainly for me it's important for me to, to set that example from the very top chief I actually have one bonus question because you and i have a mutual friend and okay. uh, I won't say his last name, but we'll just call him Freddie H. Freddie H. from Pickham Freddie Air Force H. Base. Freddie Harris, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just call him out. I was also going to say DJ Diamond. I think that's another name. <laughs> and I'm not going to edit out his last name. I think he'll get, he'll get a kick out of that later. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we'll say Inquiring Minds, a.k.a. Freddie H., a.k.a. DJ Diamond, wants to know, Chief, if you've thought about having entrance, because you visit all the Air Force bases, right? You've, I don't know how many you've been to in the past year, but it seems like a lot, right? If you had, and you do a lot of talks, you do a lot of speeches, would you consider having entrance music as you come onto the stage? And if you did, what song would that be? <laughs> oh, so Freddie's got some inside baseball on this one, I believe. Yes, and I'll, try, I'll dime him out as well, Chief. He's one that told me you're a Cowboys fan, so. Yeah, yeah. So when we were stationed at McConnell together, Freddie, it wasn't him, but the when I used to speak at the Air Relationship School, or even when I got up to to present awards at the Air Relationship School graduations, uh, the team for some reason they started playing uh, James Brown. It cost to be boss. <laughs> I guess I would stick with that that theme music. Uh, 
love it. That's <laughs> that's awesome. Freddie Harris is now podcast famous, but deservedly so. He's an amazing first sergeant. Is someone that I absolutely revere and have a genuine love and respect for. Yeah, yeah, Freddie, sharp dude, man. All right, for everyone listening, when you believe in yourself, anything is possible. For those who know me, people know that I'm a very passionate and energetic person. I always believe in myself, even when some people kind of have doubts about me. A few months ago, I told people that I was going to have the chief master on the air for, of the Air Force on my podcast. And here we are. Chief, I just want to say thank you. I'm putting myself out there and really trying to make a positive difference. Words cannot express how grateful I am to have your support for joining my show. So, again, I'm humbled and just thank you so much. Hey, Martin. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. This was fun. And uh, I, I actually want to thank you for, you know, not just taking the time today, but for creating this this learning opportunity for all of your listeners and for not just, uh, I, I presume that a lot more folks listen to you than just our airmen. And so in the, in the many ways that we can develop ourselves, like I said, I'm an avid podcast listener, and I'm going to add yours to, to, to my morning commute. But uh, I just appreciate you, man, taking the time and having that energy to do something like this and help so many of my airmen grow so so thanks again, brother, and uh, I'd love to come back on your, your show sometime. Yes, Chief, you're always welcome. Anytime uh, you let me know, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for those kind words. Again, in order to best move forward, I need all of you to help me out. You can help by liking and sharing my Facebook page, Passing the Torch. Also, subscribe to my podcast on iTunes. The link for that will be in the show notes. And please leave a positive review. Doing these things will help support this movement. Remember, vision, relate, develop. Take care, everyone. Foster out.